On this week's episode of Earthy Bruja Speaks, I am so excited to have the opportunity to chat with my dear beloved friend Portia of Portia on Purpose. Join us as we have a conversation about betrayal. And trust me, you will walk away feeling more empowered and more healed than you started. So take a few minutes, get comfortable, sit down, grab something to drink, and listen in. Thanks again for joining us. Okay, so I know I'm a few days late, but welcome back to Earthy Bruja Speaks. It is me, Shannon Earthy Bruja, and I am so honored (laughs) to have Portia of Portia on Purpose with me here at the table for us to have this discussion to share with you all. We had a talk a couple days ago, and uh, we were determined to make it so you all could hear this conversation. So we here. So, hey, Portia. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Tell the people who you are, what you do, and how they can find you, and all that kind of stuff. Well, so my name is Portia, mm-hmm. known as Portia on Purpose. I'm a licensed therapist, um, a shamanic practitioner, and an empath. All right. Yes. And people are part of my purpose. Mm, I like that. I like that. So now you know, 50 plus years old. You're approaching that so you understand. Uh, what were we talking about on Tuesday? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Mm-hmm. Were we talking about betrayal? I believe so. And blessings? I believe so. Yes. Yes? That was it. <clears throat> betrayal we were talking about how blessings. betrayals can be a blessing. I was like, what the fuck you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and an opportunity. And really, I think what we drilled down in that conversation was the fact that in meeting people, our encounters with people, the things that resonate with us about the people who end up in our orbit, always speak directly to us. Yeah. Which is a difficult pill to swallow when you think about the people who have, quote unquote, I won't say quote unquote, who've hurt you, who've disappointed you, who've mm-hmm. betrayed you. Mm-hmm. And you got to go back and say, well, now how was that a blessing? And how was that to and uh, uh, oh, it requires some heavy lifting. It does some heavy lifting, some deep diving, and you got to be willing to do the work, mm. right? But when you do, the treasure that awaits you yeah. is all yours. And when you do that, you do not project your shit onto other people. When you take ownership of every encounter you have, it gets hard to be judgmental and to blame. And to see yourself as righteous. Listen, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't know this, but this is how the how spirit works. This is how divine timing works. I have recently started reading two books that are prequels to Practical Magic. And the time frame of the story of Maria, which is the one in the movie when you see it comes on and she's being hung and she mm-hmm. and the rope breaks, it's her story. Oh. Okay. And so it's in that time period of strong patriarchal rule. It's in that time period where women were condemned and ostracized and many times murdered for just having her own mind. Right. Right. And the reality of that is in that the in that time period there was a lot of projecting happening. Absolutely. You think about which I did not know there's a character in the story who is related to the author of the Scarlet Letter. Okay. So they tie it together really well. Okay. Excellent author on this, okay? 
But if you were in, were in school in DISD, like you and I were, we had to read the Scarlet Letter. Yes. And the story goes, you know, here was this woman who a priest fell in love with. But instead of condemning the priest for his behavior, they condemned, they condemned her. her. The most interesting part to me, though, in the Scarlet Letter was that she never gave him up. She never revealed yeah. his identity, even though having been with him turned her entire world upside, upside down, down, inside out, and made her a single parent in an age where you would be better off being a dog on the street than being a woman who allowed herself to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that there are so many things happening in the world right now that resonate with this story. Yes. Yes. And so when you say the projection, I mean, both men, the men in the, in the story of, okay, what is it? Uh, Lessons in Magic, I think is the first one I'm talking about, which is the prequel of Practical Magic. Mm -hmm. Her story was she fell for a guy who made his declaration of love to her, only to go back and find him years later that he was married and then condemned her for witchery and said that she was the reason that he was unfaithful because she bewitched him. All this projection. Yes. Because he didn't want to take ownership of his behavior. The thing that is so interesting and foundational about the way they set up that book, I had no idea we were going to talk about this book, by the way, but you know how I feel about books. I know, I know. <clears throat> right? Is that they use the fact that she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. If it had not been for the product, the entire affair would have gone unnoticed. unnoticed. But it's the product, and often we get so caught up in the outcome of a thing mm -hmm. that we fail to look objectively at how we got there. Mm -hmm. You get into a relationship, y'all all in love, can't get enough of each other, and then a year later can't stand each other. And then you start to pick apart the relationship based on how the other person didn't line up or didn't show up. But that's the same person you chose. Same person. And if not for the products, all right, if not for the outcomes of those relationships, where would we be? So many of the lessons that we learn come from the fact that betrayal is inevitable. It's inevitable. We want to believe that if we lived in a world where everybody was totally authentic and honest and no one <laughs> betrayed anybody and everybody lived in their truth, right? We work Where in is this healing. utopia? Where is this place? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh -huh. But the truth is, is that even we betray ourselves. Yes. And instead of owning that betrayal, we would rather project. Yeah. If we take the betrayal and look at the betrayal as an opportunity mm -hmm. to grow and blossom in different areas and in different ways, then we wouldn't be holding on to so much baggage. I don't want to slide by the fact that you just said betraying ourselves. Not yes, just other people betraying no. us, but us betraying we. ourselves. There's a scene in the book where 
Maria, she has a, a, a crow as her familiar. Mm. And he is so against this guy, John. And when her familiar begins to act up, which is something he rarely did, instead of her listening to whom she knew, mm-hmm. which was her familiar, mm-hmm. she had a relationship with the familiar. And your familiar always represents your shadow. Uh-huh. And instead of her listening to her shadow and say, this guy ain't about shit, she trusted the one standing in front of her who gave her a fistful of jewels that in the end turned out to be glass. We are taught and conditioned from the time we exit the womb to experience this life with our five mortal senses. Mm -hmm. We are taught to abhor and minimize the intangible parts of ourselves, our intuition, our discernment, and taught that that is witchcraft Mm -hmm. and hocus pocus and abracadabra. But all the time, people say, I got a gut feeling. Well, how is your gut speaking to you? Mm -hmm. Right? I had a feeling about this. This is deja vu. All those things are also given to you to experience this life. But those things are banished into the shadow. Yeah. And so that's where your work is. So when you look at somebody and you don't like the way they talk or the way they show up or why they had to say it like that, that is you investigating your shadow. I heard someone say someone once, well, she just didn't like the way I said it. Told me I it wasn't nice the way I said it with regard to a response that she had given. The reality is... I don't give a fuck how you receive it. I'm going to give you the truth. And if it's uncomfortable, that's for you to work out, not for me. But it took me a while to get here. Because as a recovered (laughs) people pleaser, I would adjust myself constantly to make other people around me comfortable. Again, betraying myself. Betraying yourself. And instead of seeing that ability to be emotionally flexible, even as a people pleaser, Instead of seeing that as an ability, we see it as a problem. The fact that I can walk into 10 different rooms and vibe Mm -hmm. with 10 different people who show up in 10 different ways, baby, that's a skill. It is. It is. (laughs) Like, that's magic. But what do we say in the the community and our families is, you don't meet no strangers. Mm -hmm. Because you can go in any space, any room, go from the... From the block to the boardroom and still be accepted. That's me. And I love it love about that. myself. And I am learning to love it more every day. And while we're talking about the shadow, I don't want to run by this because people talk about shadow work all the time. Shadow work is not just about you dealing with your trauma and the people who hurt you in your conscious mind. Thanks. Shadow work is about you deal- dealing with those things that are in your sub conscious because when something hides in your subconscious that means on some level you are aware of it Mm. however your ego is in constant resistance to the revelation there you go cracking up a book of mine (laughs) there you go breaking people's brains making them think but yeah right so then we get triggered and we get mad at ourselves because we got triggered but your trigger is a treasure you know, I used to have a therapist, and she would, and she'd ask me a question. I would say, "I don't know," 
<laughs> and just with a calm, cool response, she said, Yes, you do. So if you did know, what would be the answer? In other words, saying, yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Because once you get past that ego resistance of knowing, mm -hmm. and you go, well, yeah, I really don't like that. Or I really do wish so-and-so would move away and leave me alone. Or I really do wish so-and-so was dead. Things that you should not, quote-unquote, should not say out loud. Right, right. You give yourself the freedom to say when you get out of your own way. And that's what I mean by emotional flexibility. Allowing yourself your full range of motion. When we think about full range of motion, we think about our bodies. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been in physical therapy, you've heard somebody <laughs> say about full range of motion. Yeah. But we have an emotional range of motion. And often we get boxed into default emotions. Mm. For women or people who present as female, often the acceptable emotions are Hysteria, depression, excitability, right? Anxiety and joy. Wow. That is very limited. <laughs> In the masculine energy, it's anger, frustration, confusion. You notice something about that? So we only allow men to be angry. We only allow men to be frustrated. We also allow men to be aroused and excited. Mm -hmm. We don't allow them to be depressed. Mm -hmm. We don't allow them to be anxious. We don't allow them to be hysterical. And so those parts of themselves are banished into their shadow. And in your shadow sit your salvation <clears throat> because your shadow is set up to protect your blind spots period that's security that's why when we get triggered we'll step away move away we reflexively take ourselves out of a situation instantly because it's a protective stance wow but if you can't be upset as a man, if you can't be sad, then you just double down on anger. Anger. Because I've often said anger shows up as a, a proxy or a representation a of the real emotion. Anger is the big kid on the playground that bullies all the other little kids. And the other little kids are those <clears throat> more vulnerable emotions. Mm -hmm. Sadness. Hurt. Depression. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And we don't allow men that. And then you wonder why they're so hostile. What choice do they have? Okay, so we had a phone call. We're back. And you were saying. Right. So we don't allow men these more vulnerable, feminine, labeled emotions. And then we wonder why we can't connect with them. Because they can't connect with the feminine parts of us because they're not allowed. Mm. And in the same way, women aren't allowed to be angry. Mm -mm. We're allowed to be hysterical. Yeah. But we are not allowed to be angry. And if we are not allowed to express anger or rage, we double down on depression. We double down on anxiety. So you have this very anxious, depressed person who meets this very angry, frustrated person. And that is a recipe for disaster. And so here's the blessing. 
in the betrayal part. Unless you betray that bullshit, you'll never get your full emotional range back. Mm. You think about that, how we learn it as children. I'm thinking when you were saying that about being a little girl, be nice. Mm-hmm. Don't be selfish. Shh. Why you got to be so loud? Mm-hmm. Tell her you sorry. <sighs> Give Uncle Bud a hug. Uncle Bud stinking, smell like liquor. And he touched me funny. I don't want to give him no hug. Stop being sitting and give like a butt hug. Or his energy is shitty. But you make me betray myself. Myself. Mm -hmm. And offer my body, even if it's in a hug, a handshake, or a kiss, to somebody I don't want to. And then you have conditioned me to show up in a way where I cannot protect myself. Mm. And if I can't protect myself here, I can't protect myself nowhere. It's like the elephant, you know, the training of the elephant. Yes, with the, with the rope. Yes. the elephant to a tree, and they tie the elephant to the tree, and they let it fight and thrash and flail mm-hmm. until it is exhausted, hungry, and near death. Yeah. And then the same hand that made it a hostage mm-hmm. swoops in to feed it, and now, as a matter of survival, the elephant tells itself, this is my friend. Mm-hmm. I should listen to them. Now you take the elephant off the tree, and you could tie them to a toothpick. They're not going to move. Mm-mm. Wow. Portia, tell everybody what's going to happen this weekend. I know you're going to be here. Oh. At, you're going to be here at Chanted Energy Haven this Saturday, which is May the 7th. Yeah. Uh, the session starts at noon. Yes. And tickets are available on Eventbrite. Yes. And it's called, tell them. Let's Talk About Bruno. And if you haven't seen the movie Encanto, I recommend that you see it. If you have not, it's not required to attend this event. But I want right. Portia to tell you a little bit about it in her own words so that you can get an understanding as to how she shows up in the ways that she show up and how those who participate in her presence are always blessed for it. Oh, it makes me emotional to think about it. Um, So the workshop is a social emotional learning workshop. And if you have a school age kid anywhere right now, you have heard the term SEL, Mm -hmm. right? Kids have SEL time. They've put this into curriculum in schools because they get the importance of sociability. That school isn't purely an academic place. It's also the place many kids and some adults, truth be told, learn how to interact socially, learn how to emotionally regulate. The issue is, is if you don't acquire those skills there, where do you get them? Hmm. And if you do acquire those skills there, where do you practice them? So this is about learning how to listen to your own communication, that gut feeling I talked about, Mm -hmm. that intuition. Because I don't want to give the movie away if you haven't seen it. But there is a character that intuitively knows something is not right. And because of that, spirit holds her power for her. Her power is banished into the shadow, mm-hmm. right? And so is Bruno. Mm-hmm. 
And the movie really is about secret keeping mm. and how we keep secrets in the name of love. We don't tell our truth. We don't show up authentically. We don't call people on that shit. And yeah. we say that that's love. But that <laughs> also is often a betrayal of self. And if you congratulate somebody for a pattern of betrayal, mm. that means that every pedophile, every Tom. liar, every cheater, every thief is of your making. You created a world where men and women cannot talk and coexist. You create a world where secrets are more important than the truth. And in this movie, the people who love each other the most are holding on to the secrets most desperately. Listen, we have got to, and I don't say got to, have to very often, but we have we have got to. <laughs> Undo this shit that we got knit together that's been passed down from generation to generation. And it is generational. There's a line in the book where the uh, the young lady Maria mm -hmm. goes to her lover's house where his wife and his son are. Because at this point, she's been just completely just disbanded and just disregard, discarded. And she comes there and is knocking at the door. And he won't come to the door, head of the house, men of the house, town... Um, magistrate, man in the, of the community. He won't go to the door. He tells his wife, you get rid of her. That's a woman's work. Now, this is a mess you made, sir. Right. Your chickens done come home to roost. And instead of taking responsibility for your actions, you put them off onto your wife and say that they're her jobs taken. And if they don't take care of it, it's mm -hmm. her fault that they don't go away. And talk about projections. Yes. Because here this man cannot and does not at present have the capacity to identify with his feminine parts. And so he projects that onto the women in his life. Mm -hmm. Now, having a womb is the problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Being a woman is a problem. Yeah. That you can't fix. Mm -mm. And so the only way he can see to deal with it is to make it somebody else's problem. And then likely because that woman is a mother, she will absorb that secret mm -hmm. in whatever way necessary in an attempt not to visit it on her children. Exactly. And then the cycle continues. And so the cycle continues. Because it's like they say, what is done in the dark will come, come to, to the, the light. light. And the more you suppress and repress that shadow work, the more it is likely to make a fool out of you in Yeah, it's going to be a splash. A splash re revelation. It's coming out. Big big spotlights and fireworks. You ever been in Target or Walmart someplace like that and it's a kid in there that's acting a whole mm -hmm. fool. Mm -hmm. Laid down on the ground. Yeah, you can hear him over in the entire department. Yeah. 
And somebody, everybody is like, get that kid. What is wrong with him? And everybody is focused on the kid's behavior. But what they don't know is the kid been telling his mama for two hours he tired. Mm -hmm. He got to pee. Mm -hmm. He in the potty training stage. He can't go in the strange bathroom and relieve himself Mm -hmm. in a place that's unfamiliar. He want to play with his toys. He need a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, and we've been in the car riding around all the day long. I'm tired. And I don't give a damn if socks are on sale here. Yeah, (laughs) I'm ready to go home. But we don't think about any of that. And then what do we say to the woman? Get your kid. Mm -hmm. Where is your mama? Yeah. When kids come out in public unput together... It's always the mother's fault. So then we project this idea of perfectionism on fathers. And guess what we do? We put this idea of perfectionism off on absent fathers. So the person that's not there, the person that's not showing up. And yes, some mothers are absent too. Yes. Right? For the absent parent, for those. So we put off on the absent parent this idea of perfection that they must be somewhere living their best life. And if we were different... If we were somehow better, that they would want us in their orbit. That part. And then we vilify and demonize the parent that's working two and three jobs, trying to pull things together and make sure that your feet ain't showing out the bottom of your shoe. Portia, I love you. I love you. I hope that everyone listening has, has as you like to say, gleaned something good from this this podcast. I want to say thank you again for sitting with me. And we tried to do this on Monday. We tried to do it on Tuesday. Wednesday showed up and we didn't have anything published. I'm so grateful that you sat with me today. All in good time. All in perfect time. Do you understand? (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate you with my entire being. Thank you all for coming and listening to Earthy Bruja Speaks again. As always, I love you also with my entire being. Talk with you all soon. Have a fantabulous week. Thank you for joining. You may find me at earthybrewhot.com on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Feel free to go over to earthybrewhot.com and join the group there. We're also always offering new information as well as coupon codes. In order to get those early before anybody else, you must be a member. So go over to earthybrewhot.com and become a member and download the app there. Um, Other places you can find me or you can also join us on Patreon. We'll be launching uh, postings on Patreon next month in April. So go ahead and join. Uh, Very inexpensive options there. Looking forward to seeing you all there. And again, thank you so much for coming and joining me here on Anchor. You can find this podcast on all platforms that is available. So we're just going to leave that there. And then you can find this podcast at all the platforms. Um, I think this is the closing I'm going to do for now. It might get updated. It might get (laughs) edited. So here is that for now. Peace and blessings to you all. Again, know that you're fully loved and fully supported. Have an amazing day.